1: Today on the show, Abu gives up. Welcome to Lore Party, the podcast that explores the stories, characters, and universes behind some of our favorite video games. I'm Neil.
0: And I'm the guy that gave up, boo. What happened, man?
1: <laughs> you had the ice beam, you had the power grip, the high jump boots, you got to Craid. Did you even fight Craid or were you just in the area?
0: I was just in the area. I, I was about <sighs> to fight Craid. I stopped playing right before that boss fight. I know, you're shaking your head, you're so disappointed in me. I have an excuse. Okay, let's hear it. It was my birthday a uh-huh. few weeks ago, and as you know very well, I got a Nintendo Switch for my birthday, and I got Stardew Valley, and I got Breath of the Wild, and I've been doing nothing but play, playing both of those incredible, incredible games, and I've been completely derailed from playing Metroid. This is your podcast, <laughs> but that's fine.
1: I understand. I have a Switch. I, I get it. I get it. I get it. It's fun. It's new. It's exciting. Did you at least watch, like, like a Let's Play or a walkthrough or something? Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: we both knew that part two of this podcast was supposed to happen, and we both knew fully well that I was supposed to finish the game and play through the rest of it. Considering I didn't, I decided to at least watch a walkthrough of the rest of the game to get an understanding of what I'm missing out on, and uh, honestly it gets really good after Crade. Like, I'm a little disappointed in myself. Yeah, you
1: get that one Juggernaut item I was talking about. Or, uh, I, th- I think of the last one, the Speed Booster. Yeah,
0: right. We talked about the Speed Booster at the end of the last episode. And y- you get the Speed Booster, you get the the Long Beam, you or whatever kind of, like, Wave Beam. The Wave Beam, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wave yeah. Beam, right. You get all of these crazy, crazy upgrades, not to mention the Super Suit, which we'll talk about a little, a little bit later on. Yeah, so um, a lot of exciting things happen in the... In the not even second half of the game, I can't even claim to get halfway through the game, but uh, the final two thirds. Right. Guess. Yeah.
1: I'd say you're a third of the way.
0: Right. So uh, I figured we would start this discussion off exactly where I left off. OK. A- and we'll pick it up at Crade and we'll try to go as chronologically as as we can. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did the same thing I did last time as I was watching the walkthrough. I wrote down, I jotted down any questions about the lore, about the world, about the story, about Samus, about Zebes, anything that was happening. I wrote down some questions and I'm going to hit you with my questions and let's dig through the lore in Metroid. Yeah, sounds like a plan. Cool. So first things first, right? I was at Kraid. I was about to fight him. Who the hell is Kraid?
1: He is one one of the two generals of the Space Pirates, the other being Ridley. He's just there, he's big, he's green, he's mean, and he's ready to kick your
0: ass. (laughs) you
1: got to do him in first.
0: Yeah, and considering he was the first boss fight, Mm -hmm. I can guarantee that I would have... Absolutely gotten stuck there and never been able to beat him. It's like this
1: low-grade bullet hell almost. And if you hate platformers, like, that that's still the boss that gives me the most trouble in that game. Like, absolutely. Yeah, uh,
0: it's surprising that the first boss fight looked so incredibly difficult. Mm-hmm. I mean, all of them look difficult, and, like, Ridley later on looks like he would have crushed me, but... The, the Kraid boss fight especially looked difficult. It was
1: rising out of the ground. like he And that's the thing, too, that's nice, because uh, in Super Metroid, you're on the same planet, but it's a lot more barren because of what happens at the end of Zero Mission. Uh, Kraid's also in that one, and they, they bring him to scale in this, because in the original Metroid, he's just the size of you. He's the mini Kraid before Kraid.
0: Oh, so okay.
1: Anyone who played the original Metroid and played Zero Mission for the first time, you're like... Oh man, I'm fighting Kraid, That was so easy. And then you go to the next room and you're like, holy shit, this is Super Metroid handheld almost.
0: That's cool. I mean he he was huge, like he takes up almost half the screen on the mm-hmm. left hand side when you fight him during that boss fight. Okay, so after after Crade, you essentially start getting sneak peeks of Ridley. Yeah. Who seems little, like little little
1: cutscenes almost, right? Little yeah, photos. <laughs> yeah,
0: you get the cutscenes, you see you see some ships. Uh, zooming in towards Zebes, and then you see Ridley in one of the ships, and you're like, oh, who the hell is this pterodactyl-looking dude? And uh, he's headed towards the ship while you're doing a couple other things on the map still and get it, collecting a couple more power-ups. But he eventually finally arrives. You go to the location area, map area called Ridley, right? Mm-hmm. And then you you do a bunch of shit there and get a bunch of collectibles. The part of the game that I think is the least interesting to me So, I don't like platformers to begin with, but I think the part of this game that really, really didn't attract me in any way was a lot of the backtracking. And, you know, backtracking in a lot of games can be done poorly, and I think in Metroid especially it's an example of a good way to do backtracking absolutely
1: because item gating honestly you got a cool new thing you're like i've seen that block before this correlates with what i have and you're constantly making shortcuts and zipping around to where you need to go
0: yeah absolutely so i think while it was done incredibly well and i have to appreciate the map design like considering the fact that they have to give you a path to get through the through this room normally before you get an item or before you get the speed boost and you get to do the star or whatever the shine spark shine spark which right
1: is amazing when you do it for the uh, first time yeah
0: it looked amazing I mean like the rooms have to be accessible to both strategies and just thinking of that from a design perspective mind blowing mind blowing like I have to appreciate the map design but a lot of the backtracking I know it's part of the Metroid whole the whole Metroid gig and exploring and things like that but that really turned me off from it anyway back back to the lore questions that i had so you do some more stuff on ridley you get some more upgrades like uh the wave beam and the super missile i think yeah. and then um then you fight ridley so fill me in on ridley because i feel like he's outside of mother brain who you only get one so of. so as
1: one of the cool codes in the original metroid engage ridley motherfucker that's that's what you're doing <laughs> um so basically, I think we discussed we touched on it in the first one. He killed maybe eight. Still have to brush up on the manga. Your parents, um,
0: and damn. You, so there's a personal stake. There's in this a fight.
1: personal vendetta. Like,
0: oh, wow. okay.
1: He helped kill your parents. He helped slaughter the Chozo people that raised you thereafter. You want him out of your life as fast as possible. Damn. He knows, and he's coming to the planet because he's in with the space pirates, Mother Brain's controlling them. You saw that she has cameras on you when you right. entered Zebes uh, and got the Morph Ball. So, so wh-
0: where is he on the hierarchy? So
1: he's like right under Mother Brain. Oh, it's okay. Basically, the space pirates were his, and she, or it rather, kind of took it, like slid in and took over.
0: Oh, I see. So he he's the second in command after Mother Brain right. comes in and takes over. Mm-hmm. Damn, okay, so he's the top dog when yeah, it comes to the 100%. space pirates.
1: 100%. Oh, yeah. And this game, it's also the easiest fight because he's not cybernetically enhanced in any way, shape, or form. He's not fueled by some mysterious space substance. He's just, this is him in his most basic form, and you can just damage him in any way. You don't have to shoot at his mouth or his chest plates or anything. It's just you and him, and you dog it out.
0: Okay, so as I continued the journey through the walkthrough... We beat Ridley, or we think we beat Ridley. Spoiler alert! Right, and Look then out. <laughs> yeah, and then we get some cool, uh, some other cool upgrades. I think this is the point where you get the screw attack upgrade.
1: Right, and it's the same feeling as the speed booster. You're now going to shred through everything <laughs> yeah. because that's what it is. You're a buzz saw flying through. You're breaking every column in. Lower Norfair and Ridley's area. You're destroying the entire environment and getting your getting out. And you know now, because you beat Kraid, because you beat Ridley, that tunnel's gonna open up and you're gonna go and kick Mother Brain's ass. And that's the only goal in your mind.
0: That's absolutely true. Like, Mother Brain is up next on the chopping block and we're here to fucking do it. Absolutely. It's really interesting to see how the how each power does two things. It fundamentally changes Samus's quote unquote power and ability to like take out monsters but it also like drastically changes the way she can traverse the map
1: right and the beams are a great great example honestly because you first you get the long beam you don't have a pea shooter anymore it's still not powered but it's going far cool you get the ice beam you can now freeze opponents they're not going to attack you you can make platforms out of them it helps you shatter them you get the wave beam oh, man, there's a column between me and the super powerful enemy. I can take cover and rail them. Yeah. And then the plasma beam, which takes that to the nth degree, and you're shooting through enemies. So And all those beams stack together. So you just mash the A button or B button, however you have it, and you you just destroy a room standing still. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So much power by the end of the game. And we'll, we'll get to that a little bit later on. But um, really interesting how fundamentally each power sort of changes Samus. And to reiterate from part one of this, this Metroid uh, podcast, those are Chozo powers, correct? And she's integrating them into yes. the
1: Chozo suit. Yeah, the Chozo power suit, Chozo upgrades, everything.
0: Gotcha. And the Chozo are no longer around. They're right. extinct, maybe because of Ridley?
1: Yes, more or less. Uh, Ridley and the space pirates came to their planet, Mother Brain turned on them, took over the space pirates. They got sla. whoever didn't leave got slaughtered basically gotcha
0: that's interesting because there's such a personal stake here for samus I didn't realize that the space pirates and Ridley had such a direct hand in this is her home yeah, you know this her is new her new home her yeah right this is her home this is where I guess her sort of adoptive parents or her adoptive family were Were destroyed. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to the next big section in this walkthrough that I was watching. By the way, I want to shout out this guy that was doing this walkthrough. I forget who it was, um, who who the YouTuber was, but he was doing an incredible job speedrunning on hard through this game faster than I could have like gotten through one section of the game. Like he was collecting all the items and speedrunning through it. He had all the secret. Uh, blocks that you have to break and the pathways once you memorized. Once you know it, yeah. Yeah, once you know it, you know it, which is incredible. Like, that's got to be such an, such an empowering feeling for him. But anyway, he gets to Turian, which is the space pirate base on... Yeah, space.
1: that's the only artificial part of that planet. Because you, you're going down the elevators, everything's chrome and tubing and completely foreign from everything you've seen so far. Right, it, it's, 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 a huge,
0: it's a huge shift from, like, the natural... The blue bubbles, the red bubbles, the the terrain of Zebes, mm-hmm. and suddenly you're in like this industrial complex. So you get to Turian, and this is the first time you come across the Metroids. Yes. Holy shit.
1: Holy shit. And your inter-
0: introduction, your introduction cutscene to the Metroids is four of them eating away at a space pirate corpse, and throughout the Turian space station or not Space Station, I guess the Turian base on the colony, all you see are these corpses everywhere, and then a fuck ton of Metroids attack you. And it's horrifying, too, because it's
1: not like any other enemy where it's like, oh, you're on the screen. They come out of the background.
0: <laughs> yes, That's <they> just... That's <laughs> the scariest part, because
1: they're intangible, and you know they're coming, and you have to just get out of the way to handle it. Yeah,
0: they just materialize out of nowhere. So uh, next big question, of course, is what are the Metroids? What are they doing there? What are their powers? Like, give me the Metroid right. 101. so...
1: The one game, the one 2D game you might actually enjoy because of its linearity and lack of backtracking, Metroid Fusion, mm-hmm. which uses the same engine as Zero Mission, there's this thing called the X-Parasite that resurfaced on SR388. The Metroid was created to take out this parasite that was wiping out everything on the planet. Gotcha. It was a real fight fire with fire scenario.
0: <laughs> yeah. Sort of an antivirus to a virus on right. the
1: planet. So the Galactic Federation, who has you employed on this mission, they were looking into it. And once they realized how dangerous this creature is, they pretty much froze it up. Uh, and this is, again, from the Zero Mission manga. Mm-hmm. They pretty much they're like, all right, this is on stasis. We got we to gotta do something about this. The space pirates, they they thrashed that ship or station or whatever. They just took it. You know, they're taking all the cargo. They get back to their base of operations. They're doing research on it. And they figure out what it is and what it is is it is a biological super weapon. And as you've seen, it literally sucks the life force out of anything (laughs) it comes in contact with. (laughs) Running more tests, they find out exposure to beta rays makes it multiply super fast.
0: Oh my god. So
1: they create an army of Metroids to wipe out and take over any Galactic Federation planet they so choose.
0: At least that's the plan, that is based the plan. off all the dead bodies and corpses, that plane. But Mother looks like Brain also
1: has control over these Metroids still.
0: I see. Okay. So it might So have, they it, ran
1: some tests, some things went wrong, but it's still all relatively under control.
0: Gotcha. Okay. That see that I didn't realize. I I thought things were going completely haywire and I thought that the Metroids were sort of breaking free of the space pirate control. But that's even scarier, realizing that Mother Brain is still in control. Right, yeah. Holy shit, that's terrifying. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you go through this terrifying Turian level, um, and you fight a ton of Metroids, and they do exactly what you're saying. They latch onto you, and they suck the living life force out of you. Yeah,
1: it rips your energy tanks instantly the second there's contact.
0: Yeah, absolutely terrifying. But you finally you finally make your way through this like hell maze of uh, a Metroid lair, and uh, you get to Mother Brain. And Mother Brain is a literally a it, giant. It's
1: what it sounded like. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a giant brain in a jar. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm actually a little bit shocked. Maybe the guy playing was just really, really good during uh, in this walkthrough that I was watching. But I'm really shocked how easy that. That
1: fight, really, it's more environmental. It's kind of a bullet hell. You have turrets shooting at you, these things called rinkas that you need to freeze and dispatch the second you see them a pit of acid, not lava, but acid, so the various (laughs) suit won't protect you. And Mother, and Mother Brain, unlike in Metroid, can attack you as well, shooting giant beams at you and shield its eye so you can't even hit it at certain times. Gotcha, So So gotcha. that, that's a big fight about timing and paying attention
0: yeah, to you. Yeah, just a lot of things happening all at the same time. Right, like
1: the first time I did that back in like 2004, 2005, I got my ass handed to me <laughs> over and over and over because I couldn't pay attention to what was happening.
0: So so to reiterate, jog my memory on Mother Brain, uh, who, what is it? What are so, its powers? Yes. What are its goals?
1: Big Chozo supercomputer. It basically ran Zebes. It kept everything in order, kept all the creatures from attacking or doing anything. Just, It It, it honestly was, like we said before, it was a big old Google Home just doing <laughs> what you needed it to do and keeping track of everything.
0: Damn, I see. Okay. But of course, it being the artificial intelligence that it is, right. it turned on the Chozo Yeah, people. there's a
1: little self-awareness. It knows... The Chozo have all this tech. They're doing nothing with it. They see it sees potential in the space pirates. It goes to town.
0: I see. Okay, so you finally defeat Mother Brain, mm-hmm. and Mother Brain is dead, and you're like, boom, game over. I did it. Right. Mission complete. And then the self destruct sequence starts, and Samus has which got a book which is
1: iconic it. in Metroid as well. You beat a you beat your final boss everything's it's it's going to activate a self-destruct sequence and yeah you you got to you got to get the hell out of there as fast as possible going up this crumbling giant tunnel yeah. get out to your ship and it's it's stressful because you think you're, you're you're done you know
0: right you're like i killed mother brain mission complete i destroyed all the metroids time to go you know cut my paycheck and get out of here but you get on your ship you get out into space and the space pirates are waiting with an ambush there. Yeah. And they shoot you down. Yeah, all these
1: frigates are just hanging out in orbit. All their ships are there. And you you really weren't thinking about that at the time. <laughs> that <laughs> How weird it was you never fought any space pirates on the planet.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm already thinking about how I'm going to spend this government money that I'm about to get. Exactly. But, uh, you get shot down. You crash back onto the ship. You lose your suit. Samus is now just Samus. Mm-hmm. And you decide to break into the mothership. Yeah. Into the space pirate mothership.
1: You crash land in an area called Chozodia. Right. That was basically the home. That's where Chozo lived and did their thing on the surface of the planet. Because obviously you don't just live underground in all of these tunnels. Yeah. So they just, pretty sacrilegious, they just took over this giant base of operations of the Chozo, made it their own. You're going through all these temples and areas that you know that you grew up in, and you're taking cover with your useless emergency pistol. Yeah. And you're just trying you you you're just trying to get through there and figure out what's going on. Is there a way off? Can I get a ship, something? And then you come up to this big, giant, imposing mural. And that's where things get a little that's weird. That's where as things sure get saw.
0: real. Yeah. Wow. That was that was a moment that really struck me. I do want to point out that This is also the first time in the game that you see a living space pirate. Yes. Because so far you've just seen corpses, but now you actually see them. And the first immediate thought that I had... They're everywhere. They're everywhere. And the immediate thought that I had, they're like these crab people. And um, I don't know if you watch South Park, but I immediately thought of the crab people from South Park. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. So for the folks listening, if you need a visual of what the space pirates look like, at least in Zero Mission, crab people. (laughs) But so you get to the mural and... It's a giant mural of somebody in a Samus suit mm-hmm. and you get this cutscene where you flash back to a baby Samus, not a baby Samus, but a child Samus. Little Samus is there with, um, with that older Chozo and they're looking at this mural and you notice something carved in the corner of the mural too, which you come back to at the, at the end of the game. Mm-hmm. But this is where you get a baller ass suit.
1: Yeah. So, basically, you have to pass this giant test of integrity, more or less. Like, do you earn this power from the Chozo, the people who helped raise you, and you're infused with their blood and their DNA, and they put all their trust in you, but now you have to prove it. And you do. You know? You... And the, the mural is basically holding a mirror, and it's a reflection of yourself. You're looking into your soul almost. Wow. And you you pass the test, and all this unknown Chozo tech that's not in Mother Brain or the Pirates database stuff that's never been seen before, you basically get to understand and decipher what it is and integrate it. And you get the gravity suits. Baller. The space jump, mm. which, which that's where the infinite jumping comes from. And the plasma beam, which lets you shred through all the armor of the space pirates.
0: Amazing.
1: Amazing indeed. And now this base that you were so scared to crawl around for getting caught and everything rushing at you, you're now just ravaging it. Yeah. You can just walk through, destroy everything. Space pirates are now hiding from you in those shadowy corners.
0: Yes. What a powerful storytelling technique forcing you and a lot of games will do this to some extent and a lot of games you start off as a powerless nobody and you grow into a powerful somebody but this game you are powerful it's stripped away from you you're nothing to these space pirates you're running and hiding in these corners and then you unlock the secrets of the Chozo legendary armor and you are now just ravaging the space and it's that was such a cathartic moment to watch this walk through and watch the person playing just Go from running and hiding to shredding the place. Just so incredible. And again, that's even more personal when you realize how close the whole experience is to Samus. How personal it is to Samus. Right, you're in the
1: ruins of your home.
0: Right. You realize that, like, in Samus's shoes, you would want to ravage these people. You would use this power to like take revenge on these people and just murder them. Uh, So it's just so like
1: and it's still not even your goal it's not like anything's like eradicate all the space pirates you're still responsible with all of your power your whole goal is still i need to get off this planet
0: right yeah it's just it it was just done so so well and again i can understand the beauty behind metroid just not my kind of game and i wish it was i wish i could i mean i'm loving the lore and i'm really invested in that
1: yeah you might honestly love metroid fusion if your biggest problems were backtracking
0: damn okay i'll have to I, i might have to give that a shot next okay so uh Let's wind it down. We got one last boss fight left to go.
1: Yes. And surprise, surprise. Metal Ridley or Robot Ridley. <laughs>
0: Whoever, whatever you want to call whatever it. Whatever you want to call him. Mecha Ridley or It's whatever. honestly
1: the biggest letdown of the game because all you have to do is blast missiles at a chest piece and then uh, that's
0: it. Yeah, and you're already, already super powered yeah. up. By and the you legendary. have to do
1: another escape sequence, which is a lot more fun because now you can really just rip through everything, environment, enemies, all of it and eventually steal one of the pirate ships, which you just ram into the space pirates trying to stop you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's the best. That was hilarious. The one guy who jumps in front of the ship right. as if you that's going to stop him. <laughs> one question I do have about Metal Ridley. Is it ever explained? I don't think it is, In the at least in the walkthrough I was watching or in the game anywhere. Is it ever explained how he became it's, Metal or why so he came it's, back? It's,
1: it's a literal robot. Uh, they're just like, hey, let's make a statue of our leader, but also let's make it super powerful and help run our base of operations here, you know? Oh. So that's why you destroy the self Right. Mm -hmm.
0: It's just a metal version.
1: Right, which might... You can kind of spitball and take a leap to say that the robo-Ridley designs paved way for meta-Ridley in Metroid Prime 1, 2, and 3 uh, as those games take place between Metroid 1 and Metroid 2. So... He got cybernetic wings, he got some metal pieces on him, and you can kind of see those designs come from that.
0: Gotcha. Okay, that's interesting. I didn't realize that was two different Ridleys. I was like, oh, what? They resurrected him and gave him some metal arms. Yeah, the
1: Ridley the, the Ridley stuff's kind of weird in Metroid. <laughs> he just keeps coming back in some way, shape, or fashion. Yeah. But it's always explained, which is nice.
0: That is nice. And it's interesting to see that he almost overshadows Mother Brain. Like, I thought Mother Brain was the big bad, and she technically is, lore-wise, but... Ridley is really the person that you are the most scared of. He gets the most screen time in this game, at least, and he gets the most boss fights. You fight him twice, so it's interesting that like he is—he's really the big bad that you're in touch with, uh, or at least interacting with the most. And then Mother Brain is sort of like the omnipresent bad person controlling everything. Um, okay, so you you get on the ship and you get off the planet, and then it cuts to essentially the mural again. And there's a really really touching final scene at that mural. It zooms in real close on the little scratchings that you saw earlier when you earned the suit and you went through the test. And the little scratchings you realize are just a drawing from young Samus of her and her adoptive Chozo family. Mm-hmm. And that's where the game ends.
1: And it's, it's just a nice, sweet little bookend on it. Yeah, just a, just
0: a nice, beautiful... Like
1: I can't even elaborate on it. It's just heartwarming. That's it. That's the only word for it.
0: Yeah, and I think it really, thematically speaking, like I was saying earlier, this is a personal journey for Samus as right. well as just a job as a bounty hunter. Yeah. And I think thematically, that's such a beautiful shot to end on too, mm-hmm. is to know that she's sort of wrapped up this personal part of her journey on Zebes, at Absolutely. least in this game. She has wrapped up her journey. She's proved herself to be worthy of the suit. She's made her quote-unquote parents proud. And that little girl, Samus, who drew that drawing has now completed her mission. Mm -hmm. Mission accomplished.
1: Next time, I'll discuss Metroid 2 with Lore Party member Lawrence Kelly, and I'm going to get to the bottom of why he's doing this to himself with this outdated game. We want to thank you for tuning in and being part of the show. Be sure to connect with us on Twitter at lore underscore party and leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.